Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Welcome into the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. My name is Joel Silverberg. I appreciate you checking out the KIV podcast brought to you by Field Pass Hockey, fieldpasshockey.com, and the Field Pass Hockey mobile app available on the App Store and on Google Play. It's absolutely free, and you can check that out for all updates on the SPHL, ECHL, the AHL, the President's Cup Finals, and the SPHL just concluded the ECHL playoffs are in full swing. The AHL postseason is here. Obviously, the Stanley Cup playoffs are here, but all your minor league hockey needs, you can check that out at fieldpasshockey.com and the Field Pass Hockey mobile app. Peoria finally has a President's Cup title. They had won the regular season crown four times. This was their fourth appearance in the President's Cup final, and they get it done in four games in a best-of-five series in overtime in game four against the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. So to recap the entire series, everything got started back on Thursday. Roanoke led 2 to nothing over the Rivermen in that game at the Peoria Civic Center. Roanoke started taking penalties, gave up two power play goals, eventually surrendered the game winner. Peoria took game one, 3-2. Then Peoria all over. Sammy Bernard early, he gave up three goals on five shots. Peoria ran away with game two, 7-3. Then, after taking Saturday and Sunday off, the series shifted back to Roanoke, where the Rail Yard Dogs were able to hold off Peoria. They took Game 3, 4-3, to and then on Tuesday night, Roanoke led 2-1, to going into the third period, ended up taking a penalty, gave up the game-tying goal to Peoria, and then J.M. Petrowski scores in overtime to give Peoria its first-ever President's Cup championship and its first hockey championship for the franchise in 22 years as Peoria's hockey history extends beyond its SPHL era. But you had, again, another 2-0 lead for the Rail Yard Dogs. Mike Gertler brought Peoria within one early in the second period and then halfway through the third, Marcel Godbout, the league's rookie of the year, ends up tying the game for the Rivermen and then J.M. Petrowski, who already had an assist in the game, he scored his fourth goal of the postseason, gets the redirect, first shot of overtime, 106 into the extra period, and that's all she wrote as just wasn't enough. Sammy Bernard, 22 saves on 25 shots against. Jack Barry, who kind of took over the reins from Eric Levine in net. And, and keep in mind, Levine was he led the league in wins, played more games than any other goalie in the league this year was the All-SPHL second-team selection behind Hunter Vorva, the runner-up for the Goaltender of the Year Award. And Jack Barry took over the reins, made 31 stops on 33 shots against. And Jean-Guy Trudel, after a long wait, finally gets Peoria a President's Cup title. And I I think you kind of just look at some of the numbers of the things that we talked about. And obviously a great run for Roanoke. And they, they kind of embrace the whole dirty dogs thing. But throughout the course of this postseason, you know, despite the wins that they had over Knoxville and Huntsville and taking Peoria to four games, 
you can make the argument that taking penalties was a big reason that Roanoke lost this series. You know, they gave Peoria five power play chances and ultimately they converted on one in that third period. And then you go back through other points in time of this series. They gave up two power play goals to the Rivermen in game one to, to erase that two nothing lead. They gave up a power play goal in game three, even though they won it. And then in game two, when they lost seven to three, you know, they still handed Peoria five power play opportunities and two power play goals. So the Rivermen scored at least one power play goal in every game in this series. And in a lot of cases, it came at really inopportune times for Roanoke. And it allowed Peoria to either get back into games, to to extend uh, their opportunity to win games, because you saw that happen in game one. You saw it nearly happen in game three, where it almost cost them. And then in game four. And so just key moments in this series, Roanoke taking penalties and Peoria taking advantage on the special teams. And so credit to the Rivermen for being able to take advantage of the opportunities handed to them. But Jack Barry was the man in net for Peoria. And so Roanoke, you know, having trouble figuring out its goaltender issue. They, they went to Sammy Bernard originally to start the postseason. Then in that Huntsville series, they went to Austin Rodebush. He pitches a shutout to get him to the finals. And then, you know, they, they are kind of going back and forth. That game two loss, Rodebush gives up four goals. Bernard gives up three goals on only five shots. And and just never really got their footing into this series. And by the time they did, it, I think it was too late. Once they lost that game one battle where they blew the two-goal lead, game two gets blown wide open for Peoria. And at that point, you're just facing an uphill battle. And, and Roanoke almost pulled it off. They almost managed to force that game back to game five, which would have been played on Thursday back in Peoria. Um, so a tough series, but I think just a, a matter of the little things. And Peoria had the best power play percentage in the SPHL during the regular season. It held strong again during this championship series, and Peoria finally has a title. Uh, if you're an Ice Bears fan, you can you know kind of celebrate a, a couple of former Ice Bears. Uh, Casey Kolcheski, who was let go by Knoxville late in the season, he uh, finally gets to celebrate a title. And you know, he originally he wanted to come to Knoxville, and he said, "I wanted to go to a place where I could win." He spent four seasons in Birmingham. Said he. Loved the fans there, loved the atmosphere there, but wanted to go to a place where he could win. Birmingham made just one playoff appearance in the four years that uh, Kolcheski was there. Wanted to come to Knoxville. Knoxville traded for him for Colton Fletcher. Knoxville let him go. And, you know, ultimately they, you know, Peoria picked him up and it turned out to be uh, a pretty good uh, work in progress for everybody. And, you know, Kolcheski. Added to the offense there, you know, obviously gave them a net front presence and did some good things for Peoria during this playoff series. Uh, you've got Sammy Bernard, the former goalie who, you know, made a championship series and ultimately fell short with Roanoke. And you see Garrett Sargis, the former Ice Bear two-way player, Mac Jansen, who used to play for the Ice Bears. And so seeing a lot of former Ice Bears in this championship series, but uh, you know, happy for for Casey Kolcheski because, again, he got released. It, it wasn't a matter of, you know, he demanded out of Knoxville or anything like that. And he did what I think any other hockey player would have done. You know, he wanted to play at a place that could win. You know, managed to get a trade to another team. That team let him go. Another team offered him a spot. He took it. And and so, uh, you know, really happy for Casey. Texted him after the win uh, in game four. Wished him congratulations. And uh, if you had the chance to meet Casey, you know, what a, what a super nice guy and um, obviously fans may not know some of these other players as well. Obviously Alec Hageman has a reputation, but I got to tell you, J.M. Petrowski 
one of the nicest guys I've ever met off the ice, especially from an opponent for somebody that hasn't really played for Knoxville. Um, you know, he's, he's taken time to say hello, you know, in, in nights where he hasn't been playing, you know, he did that when he was playing for Birmingham last year during the COVID shutdown. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, really, really enjoyed kind of getting to meet him briefly last season. Um, so, you know, say obviously Peoria has got a certain reputation, but JM Petrowski had a, a really big breakthrough season with Peoria this year. Um, if somebody's going to score that game-winning goal for Peoria, and it's it's not Casey Kolcheski, the former Ice Bear, could not have happened to a, a nicer guy than J.M. Petrowski. And J.M. and Casey uh, have some funny stories together because they've you know they, they've gone and they've like played in Australia together, and they know each other from uh, when they both played in Birmingham, and so they've been really good friends. So I've I've heard some funny stories about J.M. and and kind of going back and forth. But uh, yeah, J.M. Petrowski, super nice guy. Uh, so at, at least if, if Knoxville's not winning at all, happy to see JM get that, uh, you know, ultimately what was the uh, the go ahead uh, game winner. And so pretty, pretty neat to see that happen. Uh, and again, if you've had the chance to meet JM Petrowski, you know what I'm talking about. And obviously happy for the former ice bear, Casey Kolcheski. So Peoria now becomes the eighth different franchise to win the President's Cup. They get their first after losing in the previous three attempts that they had had in finals appearances. And not only that, but with the exception of this year and the year that Peoria lost in the finals to a number one seed, every other postseason had ended with Peoria losing to a lower seeded team. And so ending up having to face the eight seed in the final, if, if Peoria had failed to close this one out, then man, that, that just would have been even more heartbreaking when you consider how close Peoria had come on, on several other occasions before because they had either made the finals or lost in the first round. This year, they win it all. Uh, so Roanoke goes through just a gauntlet of a schedule. They beat the one seed. They beat the two seed, fall short against the three seed. Peoria survives the six seed in three games, then survives the five seed in three games, and then doesn't have to play the four, the two, or the one. They beat the eight seed after jumping out to a 2 nothing series advantage and so now the offseason in the SPHL is officially here for every team in the league and that means the wait for October is on so uh, obviously very uh, excited to get going for October again but wanted to kind of check in and recap on the President's Cup finals Uh, for the Knoxville Ice Bears it's a matter of trying to regroup and rebuild and seeing what Jeff Carr is able to do obviously I think he showed you know his recruiting prowess again and and he's been known for that his ability to be able to get high quality talent to the Knoxville Civic Coliseum and he did that this past year there was a really solid mix of veterans but some young rookies that made an impact right away some guys that played in the federal league last year that came in and made an impact and you, you had guys that had breakout seasons as well you, you had the highest scoring season ever from Anthony McVeigh Stefan Brucato Jason Price the captains had breakout years uh, Stepan Timofeyev became a star after having one point in 10 games a year ago. It, it just a lot of really positive things from some of the returners, but also the newcomers. You you look at Dino Balsamo, who played in the SPHL last year, but really broke out this season and showed off his talent and potential. Uh, Andrew Ballant, who spent a lot of time in the ECHL, two really good goalies in Christian Stead and Jimmy Perita that came in. And so some good young talent. And it's it's honestly it's going to be hard to put together a protected list because 
you don't know what, what guys can do you want to keep. It feels like you got a spoil of riches uh, from the talent that Jeff Carr was able to bring in. And then even late in the season with what he was able to do with the decor, because after Dean Moore and Alex Palmerville were, were called up in January, the, the decor kind of struggled for a little bit. And you, you didn't have that steadiness on the back end outside of Jason Price and Kyler Matthews. And so you felt a little bit thin back there. And so you make additions to Chris Jones on the last weekend of the season and you bring in Nick Leitner and Tanner Salisbury and you started to really see some stability and it allowed Knoxville to erase a, a four-game skid in February and ultimately win the William B. Coffee Trophy as the regular season champion. So some special players that I think a lot of people are going to love to see back in Knoxville next year. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out moving forward. But I appreciate you checking out the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Again, if you haven't done so already, like, subscribe, follow, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And again, check out fieldpasshockey.com. They have all your inside information for you when it comes to minor league hockey. Follow the ECHL playoffs. They're going on now. Should be a lot of fun throughout the postseason in the hockey landscape moving forward. Until October, the SPHL season is under wraps. I'm Joel Silverberg. Appreciate you listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey.